Connor Geeky signs his entry-level contract with the Arizona Coyotes. What does his future with the team look like? And Roadrunners head coach Jay Verde has been hired away by another NHL team who might be his potential replacement for the Tucson Roadrunners. We're going to talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlik right beside me. We want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that does mean we'll never, ever have a paywall for you to ever access our content. we got a great show for you guys today. we got a couple of headlines we want to touch on for the Arizona Coyotes on this fine Tuesday. And Carl, I think we'll go ahead and start off with the one that some people want to, probably will want to know is Connor Geeky, the kid who was drafted 11th overall, but the Coyotes traded up to get in this in this past draft, has officially signed his entry level contract with Arizona. Yep, uh, it's a it's a great day for Connor Geeky. Um, something that we all really expected to happen, and it happened. Uh, definitely not a surprise that they are signing him to a deal. Uh, before his first NHL season. It is interesting to note that he did, you know, sustain an injury at his first development camp. So clearly the yeah. team's not thinking that it's going to be too bad. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a reason why they traded up for him. I'm just kind of curious to see, like, you know, what the reasoning behind signing him now is. I mean, because they were in no rush to sign him. I mean, I guess here's the my thinking maybe he can sign him have you know have him come to training camp see what he can do and then like you know be like you know what cool you know you still got some work to do so we're going to send you back to winnipeg winnipeg ice to get some work done and because of that your contract slides so that's the good thing about an elc and especially for an elc of a player who is currently in the canadian hockey league because that means you know you can slide that contract so that's what's going on for um for geeky and that's probably what we're going to be seeing yeah um for for any listeners who are unaware we will not be seeing logan cooley sign an elc because you cannot have an elc and go to an ncaa school which is what cooley is going to be doing NCAA eligibility it works that way um yeah the only I mean, people, it, the only people that can make money if you're in the NCAA is is the uh, name, name, image, and likeness now. Um, but you cannot be under contract with the team and be in the and the NCAA. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, uh, and it'll be interesting to see if that if that changes in the next couple of years. We are seeing some changes to the NCAA program. Uh, I, I don't think you know that would be down the line from Cooley, and I don't think it's really going to make too much of a difference. It really only seems to affect players who end up going the full four years. Um, but yeah, the the team, like I'm sure there is a chance that Geeky will make it out of training camp. I think that chance is small. Um, I think he is more likely to, you know, still need to go back to Winnipeg, like you said. 
but you know, maybe give him some signing bonus money, uh, give him a nice deal. So he knows that he has a future with the team. Make sure that his camp stays happy. Uh, I see no, no real harm in doing that. Yeah. There is really very, there's very little downside to this ELC. You have to, you know, take into consideration all the factors. Uh, and obviously we're going to have an expert come in and talk about Logan Cooley a lot more, but there is obvious, there, there are, there are some obvious things based off what I've been listening about this kid is that he has still quite a bit to go on his development. And that's kind of, you know, yeah, it's expected. And that's why we said he's going to be going back to Winnipeg almost no matter what. So his contract slides. And so this, it, the contract doesn't start the, that three year con- entry level contract doesn't start until when he officially, you know, plays more than 12 games with the Arizona Coyotes or whatever it is. Um, do you think but, that the team gives him a couple games to start off the season? No, I don't think this year they will. Um, okay. Next year, maybe. Next year, they might be like, yeah, you know what? Let's give it to you. This year, I think he still has a lot to take care of. He still has a lot to worry about. Um, you know, he's you know he's big. You know, he's like, what was I think? Like, you know, um, and he's got the size already to, to be there. The issue is... Um, he just has his skating is not at NHL level. Um, that's yeah. one. Um, and two, uh, I mean, he's got his amazing shot. He's like, and, and a bunch of different things, but like, he's doesn't have enough of, you know, strength and physicality as you'd expect out of a big guy. Um, and again, go back to the skating too. Um, so he's got a lot of different, a lot of things that he needs to work on um, that the team will tell him in training camp and be like, all right, go back to Winnipeg, spend this next year. If you come back next year, having worked on it, maybe we'll give you a few games and see how you can try try out. If not, we'll slide your contract one more year, and you come back again next year. That's the that's what's awesome about this little risk right here. Yeah, I I, I was gonna say for a second that like it's kind of a shame they got that you had to miss his first prospect development camp, but I'm sure that's not gonna you know hold them back too much the team is still gonna be like all right we're gonna evaluate you this is what we think you should work on this is all the off-ice stuff uh it's just a shame that we're not we didn't get a chance to see him like develop some chemistry with his future line mates um but but yeah uh, i i'm kind of in the same you know boat with you uh, i i think that everyone's kind of acknowledged that geeky is a player who is going to take a little bit of work and that's fine like 11th is not you know, super soon. And the Coyotes third overall pick is going to need some work too. So it's normal development stuff. Yeah. That's how it works. But what's, um, I think either way, the Coyotes see the potential in this kid as a, um, as a middle six forward. And that's where he's going to be, right. He's going to be, you know, either a two C or three C or maybe even a winger down the road, depending if the kite, because the Coyotes have a lot of, have a lot of centers now. Um, so maybe they just like, all right, maybe let's see if this kid can work on, work on the wing. So, but, that said, like I said, you know, this guy's potential is around middle six, um, which is again, that's good, that's good. So that's which, which is which is probably why you know, you know the Coyotes are like, okay, we'll give you that um, that initial contract right there. Yeah, yeah, um, I, it does kind of make me think like, are we going to see other ELCs? Uh, you know, the team definitely has some European players, but who could end up getting some time in Tucson. They will, of course, require ELCs. Um, But will the Coyotes' third first-round pick 
get an ELC. What are your thoughts on that? Um, based off the kind of information that we've been gathering about Maverick Lamaru, um, especially from when we had um, uh, Will Scouch on last week, I don't think he will get his ELC this year just because like, he has more to prove. Um, he has more to develop than Connor Geeky does. Um, and so I think, you know, let him develop, see see what his trajectory looks like in this next year, and then then consider it. And again, I know I might be contradicting myself here because it's a little risk of putting Geeky on, but one thing you got to consider is the amount of times you can slide that contract. Yeah. Um, you, have, you probably will have, need to slide less times with Geeky than you would with Lamaru. And at that point, you don't want to bring Lamaru in too early because that could, that can hinder his development. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do definitely think that uh, Geeky is closer than Lamaru. So, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me either way. Um, like you said, you do potentially worry about, like, you know, can we slide this one more year? What is that going to look like? What kind of flexibility? Um, I, I, I still, like, I have seen teams do just like, hey, hey, we want to make sure that you stay happy. Here's your ELC. Uh, I, I don't think it would be too big of a difference in terms of, like, what his future contract could be. Unless Lemmer's development takes, like, a very weird turn where, like, seems like he is going to need a while and then suddenly he yeah. gets really good. I mean, theoretically, um, you know, you can you can give Lemaru his ELC, and then once his um, eligibility runs out with with the uh, with the QMJHL, um, it's like, all right, straight to Tucson. You're just gonna go straight yeah. to Tucson, and you probably spend a few years there, which players have done, right? You know, um, once uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, once Dylan Strom, for example, was done with the OHL. He went straight to Tucson, and Dylan Trump is a different different situation. But he went straight to Tucson, and that and that's not that's not an issue, right? Yeah, and also like just you know, we talked about a lot of Coyotes defensemen who spent significant time in Tucson. That's kind of the the normal trajectory for defensemen. They're mostly not Jacob Chikrin who who was able to make the jump to the NHL right away, uh, especially for a later first round pick. Absolutely. Um, it will be interesting to see how that happens. But once again, it's good to see that the Coyotes are making some progress here. Um, and I'm really excited to see what Connor Geeky has in store for him and his Coyotes future. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, though, we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked on Coyotes. Jay Verde is, is in the news because he was poached by another NHL team. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar. But guess what? Your friends at Built has given you coconut brownie chunk, the puffs treatment. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk Built Bar. The flavor you love is now in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate, just like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Coconut brownie chunk puffs 
are here only for a limited time, so go to Built.com right now and make sure you don't miss out. They are going fast because they taste absolutely amazing. All Built Bars are made with Built Bar Puffs made of collagen protein in which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built, about built Puffs, of course, is they taste amazing and you can enjoy them guilt-free because they taste actually good for you. They are the perfect treat for when you've got a craving and you need to satisfy your sweet tooth or you just need a quick, healthy snack. They are, once again, an excellent source of protein. I want you guys to check it out yourself. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting this week, Locked On gives you 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Starting on July 18th on Locked On NFL, where you get, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. So now it's time on Locked On Coyotes. Once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlock as we uh, talk about other news in the, for the Arizona Coyotes. And this one is interesting, Carl, because I woke up this morning a little bit later, like, you know, a little bit later than you, obviously. I know like you like to wake up early. Um, but I woke sure. up at like, let's say 8.30, right? And I saw this tweet to start off. Um, immediately went opening the uh, the Twitter app and I wake up. Red Wings Executive Vice President and General Manager Steve Eisenman has announced the team has hired Jay Veraday as an assistant coach, which now makes Jay Veraday the second Roadrunners head coach to be poached by an NHL team, Carl. Yeah, um, it's uh, pretty impressive how the Coyotes have turned the Roadrunners into a really good development program, not just for players, but for, for coaching. Uh, that's That's great to see. Not Absolutely. not for the roadrunners, but you know, yeah, good, good for everyone involved. It's good for the it's good for the coaches, you know, because they they're they're getting their chances and they're getting op- awesome opportunities. Um, it's awesome. To, it's it's cool to see this because you know Jay was a great coach for for Tucson. He was he was the coach for the longest time. I will consider Carl that Jay out of the four head coaches for the for the Tucson Roadrunners, Jay is number one. Um, I have my four, if you want to hear it. I, I have Jay as number one um, okay. with um, Mike Van Ryan as number two. Okay. Uh, Steve Potvan, God bless his soul, because he just, he just couldn't have enough of a team to really field too much. So I'll give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt on that. Number three, Mark Lamont sure. number four. Yeah. Um, uh, it's uh, it's a shame. I, I do wish the Coyotes were able to keep him in the system. I wasn't too surprised, though. Uh, something we've talked about is coaches like to bring in their own staff. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't just apply for the people who are behind the bench at the NHL level. Like, you want to make sure that your prospects are developing the right way. You want to make sure that you have, you know, a consistent coaching ideology. So... I wasn't too surprised to see a move like this. Uh, it's great to see him get get a chance with Detroit, though. That that's a an up and coming you know team potentially could be a, a lot of good weapons for that. Absolutely, and another thing too that I'll say is um, 
you know, I think, you know, there's a reason why they kept him around for so long, though. Even even though you know this last year was the first year under the tourney the tourney system for for the Coyotes, but like they kept him around because he kept you know he kept doing a pretty good pretty good job at developing prospects. Obviously, you know, Connor Garland was a half like you know you know half pro- product of of Mike Van Ryan, half of Jay Verde, but still, like. Yeah, he's still developed in that in, in, in under both of them. And that kind of tells you something, right? That both of them are as good as they were. Um, and I got a chance to watch, you know, Jay, very professional guy and very fired up. He has that coaching attitude, which I love. Um, you know, as he, I never read to recoach, saw him down in Tucson. Not as, not, not as fiery as Mike Van Ryan was, but he still had that fiery mm-hmm. attitude. And I loved it. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, he, he's definitely, I'm sure we're going to be looking back and see like, yeah, he had a big hand in a lot of Coyotes players. Um, the fact that the team was able to absorb so many like AHL players last season is a testament to the Tucson Roadrunners program. And it's a testament to, to Jay. Um, do we know what he's going to be doing? Um, with don't know, I don't know his exact role. All I know is he's going to be there as an assistant coach. He's probably going to be like in a similar way um, of what like Mike Van Ryan did when he was hired by the Blues, you know, which is probably working at the younger kids to start off with and then eventually moving up to like an associate role. I mean, that would make sense. He he has a history and, you know, if if that's what they brought him in for, that's what they – I, I, I think mean, he'd give him something good. It's cool to see that arc too, right? Because Jay went from coaching the Kingston Frontenacs in the OHL to coaching the Roadrunners and now going to be, now getting his NHL his NHL chance. Um, that's like a lot of coaches' dreams, right? To be able to kind of you know keep going up. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure he's like, yeah, this isn't it for me. There's still much like more to go. Like being an NHL head head coach is every coach's dream. I'm guessing, uh, unless you're like, oh, you, no, I'm fine being like the video guy. Uh, I like doing this. I do not want to be behind the bench. That's the only one I can think of who maybe like, yeah, I'm fine where I'm at. Absolutely, absolutely. But, um, this brings me to a major question now for Tucson. Is who do you put behind the bench if you're, you know, you, um, you know, like, you know, um, Bill Armstrong and or uh, John Ferguson Jr. Because yeah. you have a, you have, you now have a major, you know, a major vacancy. You have two assistant coaches. What do you do with them, right? Um, this brings me to the idea of I don't think I don't I don't think either of them are going to stay. Um, because one, because here's the thing, right? They could easily go and say, you know, the easiest decision is, is promote Steve Potvin like they did last time. Although I don't think they will, it didn't end up so well. Like he, like it's, I love Potvin, nice guy. I got to talk to him a couple of times, but like, I just don't think he's suited with his kind of demeanor to be the head coach of the Roadrunners. Um, sure. John Slaney might stick around as an assistant, but I don't see him in a head coaching capacity. So I don't see any of the two um, assistant coaches for Tucson getting promoted. That means 
they're they're probably looking elsewhere. They're probably gonna look look the Coyotes probably gonna have to look outside, whether it's maybe find somebody who had just left um their AHO organization. I mean, take a look at what, what the uh um what the uh goal, San Diego goals did, right? They just hired Roar Summer, who was coach of the Barracuda just in, you know, just previously. So like that's an option if you can find another AHL coach out there who has has a proven record, but then again you're going down the route of you know hiring recycled coaches, which I'm not a fan of, right? Yeah. Um, if there seems to be a proven track record to me, Carl, of uh, for especially for a AHL team to go ahead and look to the Canadian Hockey League, look to the CHL, um, and hire someone out of there. Look, Jay Veriday was uh, was from the Kingston Frontenacs. I'm trying to see where Mike Van Ryan coached. Um, but I believe he also um, came from the – yeah, he coached the Niagara Ice Dogs, right? Um, yeah, and then he went to the Houston Arrows, to the Kitchen to Rangers – before going to the the Tucson Roadrunners, so he's you know he was around for a bit, um, and we know that Bill Armstrong is comfortable going to yeah. that talent pool because, because that's where Bear comes from. Yeah, yeah, he came from that. He came from that, which is even another thing, right? It's like if you can trust you know in a OHL coach from the Ottawa 67s to coach the an NHL team, you can do the same thing. Um, to coach an AHL team. Um, I don't know offhand any particular names of OHL or WHL or QMJHL coaches who are looking for a professional gig right now, but that's where you start looking. That's one of the biggest places to start looking, and I think they can definitely find a, a good gem of a coach in that way, and that's that's the huge thing, right? Because you want to find a guy who knows the younger players, because that's where... The, that's where Obviously, you're going to get older, some older players in the AHL, right? You know, 25 plus or whatever, the, the AHL lifetimers. But for the majority, the focus is on development and focusing on making sure the younger guys are ready for the NHL. And bringing in a guy from the Canadian Hockey League only makes sense. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, or they could go like the European route. Like they, they do have plenty of scouts over in Europe. They, they drafted a lot of European players. Who's to say they don't bring a, a, a European head coach uh, for the uh, Red Runners? That'd be interesting. I doubt it'll happen. I think your way is more likely, but we never really know. Another um, option, too, that is like, you know, is not likely, but also not like unfathomable, is finding a coach in the NCAA system. Yeah. Um, because that's that's also pretty close, a very similar manner. Co- about you know your coaching players are roughly the same age, so there's an option right there. Um, those the Roadrunners, the, so Bill Armstrong and John Ferguson Jr. are going to have options. I, I think you have to look at what team the Roadrunners are going to be in the next couple of years, and just based on how the Coyotes have drafted. They're going to be a big, they're going to be a physical team because a lot of players who, you know, they're going to be graduating from juniors. They're not going to be in the NHL yet, but Bill Armstrong has shown that he's drafting bigger guys. So expect that kind of team. 
And I think the, you know, the front office would be smart to look for a player who has found success or a coach who has found success, like coaching that those type of players. Um, and, you know, that, that seems to me like, like you said, somewhere in Canada or maybe NCAA, like someone like that. Don't, don't just, re, you know, regurgitate one of the same old coaches, but that, that is the way of the NHL. So who knows what yeah, actually it, is going to happen? Yeah. So far, like the Roadrunners haven't done that, right? You know, most of the coaches that they, that they brought on are, you know, coming from development, development leagues, which has been awesome. The, and again, and, and we'll go back to my major issue is now how do you is how do they handle assistant coaches? That's to be that's to be handled later down later down the road. I think if if um, Steve Potvin doesn't get the promotion, he'll kind of feel cheated out and will leave. Um, I don't know what the situation of John Slaney will be. Maybe he'll do the same thing. Yeah, and I mean. It'll be like it was this past year. Like you'll probably get like one year to show what you can do as an assistant coach, but coaches like to bring in their own people to work their system. So, you know, I, I don't foresee them lasting long. That does not seem to be the way of an assistant coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I will say I will give those two credit because they're like roadrunners lifers, right? They like, I think Slaney has been around for, for as long as Faraday's been around, if I'm not mistaken. And I want to say um, that Potvin is a day oneer for the Roadrunners. Yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's one of those jobs where there's just turnover. So not really too much you can do about it. Yeah, it's not much. But, but again, um, it'll be interesting to see now what happens. But... Once again, just want to you know you know put the, you know put that out there. It was just a congratulations once again to to uh, to, to Jay Faraday because again, it's always nice to see um, graduation from the Coyote system <laughs> into something something else. Um, Best of luck in uh, in Detroit, Jay. Absolutely, but that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes on Instagram, Coyotes, and on Twitter, LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!